Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I'm Svandi Arberahini here with my gracious co-host wearing a Raptors t-shirt, by the way, Bradshaw. And, and you're wearing a, a heat uh, heat jacket, so I yeah, mean... Yeah, but this is mint right here. Uh-huh. That's fair. Yeah, uh-huh. no, it, it does look nice. No, I'm kidding, the, I like your shirt. The too. Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's a busy time in the NBA. Yes. But I just want to take a moment of silence for all of the Raptors doubters. Me? Wait, Raptors no, I didn't, I didn't actually didn't you doubt the Raptors. Doubt. I didn't you didn't doubt the Raptors. You actually, you were pretty much on the same level with me. You were like, this yeah. team's going to be decent. Like, yeah. they're going to be good. What's, but I think, they're, I think they're better than we both thought they were. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. So much better. Um, moment of silence, though, <laughs> for the people that said they weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's ridiculous. The people who said they're going to go, like, to the bottom of the barrel of the East again. Insane. Which, now, looking back at it, is like... Did you ever watch basketball? Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's they were a playoff team without Kawhi before, right? So I don't th- I don't know why they wouldn't have been a playoff team now. Na- like why they wouldn't have been a playoff team now? I yeah. mean, I guess I guess you could have been skeptical. Like, could Siakam be as good as we thought he would be, or anything like that? But I mean, he's taken a step. He's really become like the leader of this team. This is almost his team now, right? I didn't get a chance to watch last night's game. I, I, did. I did catch highlights. Yeah. I'm glad that you did, so you can like help me out on a lot of this. Yeah, yeah. but. In general, I feel like Van Vliet and Siakam, right? Mm-hmm. The pick and roll with those two yeah. is absolutely ridiculous. unstoppable. Just ridiculous. I, what stood out to me more, and I think that's the biggest takeaway from last night's game, is just the depth that the Raptors seem to have. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this with somebody else. The A depth that people didn't think they no, had. No, I don't think anybody thought they had. Even yeah. like you and I who were pretty high on absolutely, them. Absolutely, yeah. But like I was talking, this goes to, back to Masai at the end of the day. The way he's changed the culture of the Raptors, he's changed the way they draft and develop players. They can turn out guys like Siakam and Van Vliet turn into stars, but also guys like Terrence Davis. Yeah. He hasn't even been here that long. He's no. an undrafted, undrafted free agent. But you have other guys as well. Norman Powell's turned into a really nice player. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, he looked actually really competent the last couple of games Absolutely. after some questions in the preseason. There are just a lot of guys now on this team where you're like, you feel confident. Chris when, Boucher. Chris Boucher. That's the guy. With, that's the name I forgot about. Right? They're, they're, like drafting and developing just role players. Yeah. And just finding these guys and turning them into guys who can contribute, even if they're not going to be Siakam or Van Vliet, because you right. can't do that with everybody. But you the, can still turn them into players that you need for your team. Yeah. The, I think the through this like We the North era. Yeah. Right. The name, uh, the identity. I know I made a video about the Raptors' identity mm-hmm. being point guards and everything, but in this era, at least, the identity is having a bench yeah. and having depth that yeah. you can rely on the 12th, 13th man and mm-hmm. still be productive in a game. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised next year if we see Dewan Hernandez break out. Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't be surprised no, if that happens. I wouldn't be surprised. Think- if any, like literally they could bring in anybody. I, I, that's why I, th- I think that's why I think most people thought Stanley Johnson could be something. Right. Yeah. They're like, all right, Can't the Raptors. All, though. <laughs> no. Yeah. Some people are just too far gone. Him Sorry, buddy. Campaign. Him in campaign. I'm like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys must still wagon. Like, I don't know. Right. It's just, they could, Masai could only do so much guys. Right. You can only work so much magic. Um, the, the other topic of discussion, which I've seen on Twitter a lot today is, um, why not give Pascal most improved again? No. Right. I, it's give it's it so twice. hard to give it to, to two, like to two I know. times in a Everybody row. Everybody says like it's like frowned upon kind of yeah. to give it to a person twice. But what if a person genuinely makes 
an extra leap well, that you just you didn't. You could have given it to Giannis last year. You could have gotten him, sure. given him most improved last but year. But then he was in co- conversation for MVP. That's, that's why what I think that's the line blurs. Pascal's kind of getting MVP conversation right now. He's kind of like a dark horse for it. Yeah. And if the Raptors continue like this, and so does he, then, I mean, you kind of have to. I mean, I'll take MVP over most improved. I think I saw, <laughs> I think I saw, it was either Bruce Arthur or Zach Lowe tweeted this about Pascal Siakam average, was averaging seven points oh, I got two you. years ago. I got you have you. it? I'm literally about to pull, Perfect. talk about Perfect, thank you. Okay, so... Zach Lowe tweeted this saying, Pascal Siakam last season, 29% of three-point attempts came from above the break. He shot 20% on those. Bad. 27%. Sorry. Bad. Pascal Siakam this season, 75% of his three-point attempts are from above the break. He's That's shooting ridiculous. 42%. 27 to 40 That's rid- freaking two. That's ridiculous. And, and yes, two years ago, he was averaging seven points a game. Yeah. I, I, I don't think we've seen a player jump this far this quickly. And... Yo, I mean, I get the whole idea of, like, championship DNA, like, these Mm -hmm. guys are built for it now. But I think more than anything, when you have a guy like Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam realize, like, okay, we're actual genuine basketball players that can contribute to a team, become stars maybe even Mm -hmm. in this league— and they saw that through the finals. They were like, all right, we can do this ourselves. Yeah, we can do this with anybody. That's that's why they had that mentality going yeah. into media day where it's like, wow, people actually doubt us. That just gives us even extra more mm-hmm. of a chip exactly. on our shoulder. Um, the other thing is just how crazy the injury bug has been in the league. Oh and my the Raptors God. are oh. no exception. My fantasy team. Yeah, my I fantasy got, team is no exception. I got five guys. Yeah. I got what is Darren Fox, Karis LeVert, Kevin Herter, Lonzo Ball. My God. And one other guy that I'm missing off the top of my head. But it's five guys. And it's they're bad, all just, man. They're all hurt. It's really bad. Everybody's hurt. Everyone's like, hurt. Everybody's Chris hurt. Chris Middleton went down. Yeah. And it seems like... Steph Curry, don't even forget. Like, well, no, I'm talking about just re- just recently. Yeah, that yeah. recently, I'm OG got hit in the eye. Eye patch OG is gonna be fun. Eye patch OG. <laughs> I, I can't wait until we see goggle OG. Goggle OG. That's gonna be awesome. Um, for the Raptors, they're about to finish a West Coast road trip. First of all, mm-hmm. that faced the Clippers, Lakers, Pelicans, who are like a bad team, but they're decent yeah. as well. They have talent. Uh, Trailblazers, who made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. And they year. slowed down Damian Lillard, who's been Nine torching points. everyone. Okay, this is another great stat to put out there. In this West Coast road trip, they face LeBron, mm-hmm. they face Kawhi, mm-hmm. and they face Damian Lillard. Yep. Three superstars, maybe top 10 players in the yep. league. They held all of those guys to under 27% shooting from the My field or something goodness. like that, or an average of 27%. Yeah. 5 of 15 for LeBron. I think it was 3 of 12 or something for Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And then you had Damian Lillard last night who had 9 points. Defense has just been incredible this year. Except against Giannis. But. The the other thing is, we love... Me and you both love Clippers defense, right? Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely love it. I actually think that the roster that the Raptors had around Kawhi was better than this roster the Clippers has. Minus Paul George. Minus Paul George. Uh... Defensively. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because I was checking well, the numbers... Outside, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, outside of... Kawhi, it's just him, Paul George, and Beverly, Beverly that are really yeah. good, oh, like perimeter Harold's defenders. Decent, oh, sorry, not... Harkless as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, go on. Uh, like, okay, so their defensive rating this year is tenth. Mm-hmm. I think they're at one ten a game or something like that, and then the Raptors are fifth at one oh five. Yeah. So I, I just it goes to show you, like this team was still very, very good without Kawhi, mm-hmm. and and they they're missing three of their best defensive players. Not Kyle, maybe not really, but Serge and OG. Yeah. And they still get it done against a team. They're three games and four nights against the Blazers, and they somehow still get it done. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, it's going to be exciting. Luca, Porzingis yeah. against Siakam and Van Vliet. Yeah. I think that'll be a fun matchup. I, I, 
Yeah, it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be. Uh, we'll see how they uh, how they've been shutting down. I have some outrageous these... claims about the Raptors. Are you ready to say it? Oh uh, boy. Okay. Okay. It's not that wild for me to see this team finishing first in the East. Sure. I could see that happening. Okay. I could also see them beating Philly, not Milwaukee. I don't think they could beat Milwaukee. No, I you think, can't, don't think you can do it again. I don't think they could do it again. No. And I think Giannis would be just too pissed off. <laughs> It'll you'll see a different Giannis, especially because Kawhi's not guarding him. Like I get OG is a great defender, but, and it was also like, but it was also a team effort with them as well yeah, against yeah, absolutely. against Giannis. Yeah. I I just think if you look at the Sixers, and I've watched a lot of Sixers games this year. Nolan's gonna rip on me on this if he if he listens to this pod again, but. Um, defensively, they're great. Mm-hmm. Offensively, th- they're worse than I've ever seen. <laughs> it's, 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 hey, you haven't watched enough Orlando Magic games. Let yeah, me tell you. Fair enough. Fair Woo. enough. But speaking of that, they lost to the Magic last they did. night. Right? And you can't do that. They were down 10 with about three or four minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. They didn't stay resilient. They didn't fight back. And if anything, they could find no offense at any point yeah, in the game. Blow, they ended up just getting blown out. That was without Embiid. Yeah. Right? With Embiid, I'm sure you're going to have a better game. Mm-hmm. But... In the end, I think offensively, the Raptors are more talented, and defensively, they're probably right near where the Sixers are. So in a seven-game series, I I, I genuinely think the Raptors mm-hmm. can beat the Sixers. I, I could see that. Yeah? Is that like is that too hot of a take? I or? still think it's—I I just— I, I still think it may be a little too early to start going up. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. All I still, of this is I crazy. Want, I want to say they're still a contender for the championship, yeah. but I still think it's maybe a little too early for me to be like, okay, they're one, they're still one, they can join the Bucks and the Sixers right. as the teams that can come out of the East for sure and win a championship. They wanted to blow it up. I mean, a they, lot of people wanted them to yeah. blow it up, but now it's the complete opposite. It's the point where, like, okay, maybe if they get, like, one more guy, yeah. this team could be in the NBA Finals. If only that guy was Bradley Beal. Yeah, if only that guy was Bradley Beal. <laughs> Uh, do you think any other guy could be an option? Like, could we trade back for Demar? I don't. I wouldn't even want Demar. But <laughs> no, you no. He doesn't fit this team at all. <laughs> yeah, but but like, is there anybody else you'd want on the Raptors? I'm thinking maybe like a Kevin Love, but don't take that because you want to be free for free agency and sign Van Vliet. Yeah, and... I, I think I, I think you just keep with what you have. Yeah, you just keep working with it. And see what Masai happens. loves continuity, so just keep just keep on what you have, and like, hopefully this group can. You know, go deep in the playoffs. Man, shout out to shout out to the Raptors, man. Just shout out to <laughs> as the I'm Raptors. wearing the Raptors shirt. As as you're wearing the Raptors shirt, and I'm wearing a Miami Vice jersey, shirt, <laughs> jacket, whatever. Um, next next on the docket is Mr. Andrew Wiggins, another person from from Canada. Um, Canadian. You know, another Canadian doing well, or another Canadian doing a, really well. He's doing amazing. Wow. Let's be real. Like, yeah. and uh, everybody you... before the season was just like, "Oh, Wiggins is gonna suck again." We did. We said that. Yeah, of course we did because that's what it's been all yeah. all his career. Yeah. Um, but he's it's it's been different. Yeah. Give me give me some stats to prove to me at least that you think <sighs> like like do you believe uh, in the guy? Are we turning it over? Are we saying it's not yet? I I don't want to say I I really want to believe in him, but I can't go there just yet. Yeah. I was looking around and I was just poking around NBA.com as I tend to do, because they, they have just the best stats page. Of <laughs> as any... I tend to do, you sound like you're uh, Sigmund Freud. Yes, I was. Uh... As I tend to do, just browsing, <laughs> I was you know just going through and I noticed something interesting because I was trying to see where his shots because I haven't watched a ton of Timberwolves games. Right. Yeah. So I was trying to figure out where his shots were coming from. So I went through isolation, all the, the isolation, transition, pick and roll. Obviously, he's not going to pick and roll. But yeah. I was it, like, let's just it, see. Like, just what's changed for can him? Can I make a guess? What? Is it mostly isolation? That's where that's like that's the one where it came up first. Okay. For, like he had the high, he had more isolation than anything else. But what he's doing, he's driving the ball. 
more than he ever has. Really? Last year, he had about four attempts per game driving the ball, and he shot about 44% on those driving attempts. This year, he's doubled that, and he's shooting 55% on drives. So he's maybe maybe like him and Towns just decided this is where we're going to be more aggressive. Right. This is where we're going to you know prove that people think we're soft and. Because Towns almost fought Rudy Gay last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's almost gotten into two fights now. And if you think about, uh, like, a little bit back to Wiggins, his namesake when he get, got into the league was him being aggressive, going to the bucket. He's athletic. He can dunk yeah. on people. Well, that was, well, it was the knock. The knock wasn't that he was passive, but he was. I guess it was passive. It was. Yeah, like he, like, wasn't, it, he didn't have the killer instinct. You know, he didn't want to like. He didn't have the chance. He didn't. You didn't think he could take over a game. I like to say no motor. Like he had yeah, no sure. energy to be sure. able to. Yeah. But, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. But now he, it, if he's driving the ball this much and doing it effectively, because he's never really done it. Uh, it would be interesting to. It would be it makes sense if he didn't do it a lot, but he still did it effectively. It was like four attempts and he shot 55%. Yeah. Then he'd be like, okay, hey, just keep doing that more. He's also shooting the highest he's had from three-point. Oh, yeah. 36. He's, everywhere he's been so good. Yeah. From the left, I think it's from the left wing, uh, just above the break, he's shooting like 38%. He's like 21 attempts, 38%. He's been incredible like shooting the three this year. He's been more aggressive. I think his last six or so games, he's averaging like 30 points. He's had tw- he's had uh, six or seven straight games with twenty five plus points. He's scoring a lot now, and I mean, if the Timberwolves want to be a real team and want to be a playoff team, this is what they needed Wiggins to be. Right. They needed someone to jump up and be beside. And Kat. they're there now. They're and this in is, the yeah. mix of it. Yeah. And this is what they needed. They need somebody to join Cat to really lead this team. And if Wiggins keeps doing this, yeah, I'm still skeptical if he continues to do it, but. I if, think that's the main thing with Wiggins. Yeah. Like, we've seen it's sparks. It's the consistency. You it's need consistency. to see the consistency. And you're seeing it a little bit. If you're seeing it, like, with the however many 25-point games, yeah. you're seeing that it's getting a little more consistent. Now it's just trying to string it over. Now it's okay. Take it like, okay, here's five games. Here's another good five games. And just kind of string that out over the course of a season. Obviously, you're not expecting to score 25 a night. Yeah. We're I, also uh, forgetting he's 24. Yeah. Like, he's still really young. Like, not really he's young. He's relatively young, But, like... Yeah. Uh, I feel like I've seen Wiggins for a really long time, yeah. but it's only been what five years, Something four like or that, five yeah. years. I think, but I think it, I I I do think we're never going to see him become the superstar no. that everyone projected to be. I think that's obvious, but you're seeing him at least become a player that the Timberwolves can rely on yeah. to get them a bucket late in the game from the perimeter if Cat's not going too well, which is rare these days because yeah. Cat has just been incredible. So th- I mean, Timberwolves now, I guess they have a duo with yeah. Wiggins and Cat. Hopefully, do you? Believe in Wiggins to finish off the season this way? Like, do you think that's the main that's the main area of concern yeah. in general for Wiggins? I want right? to believe it. It's consistency. You can do it through ten games. What has it been? Ten yeah. games that they played. Can you do it through eighty-two? Mm-hmm. Or can you even do it through sixty? Exactly. Like, right. Like you're, he's free to have some off nights because yeah. I don't think people can expect him to be a superstar. And super, it's if you're a superstar, you can't have off nights. But yeah. if you're just a very good player, I don't see why you can't just why he can't why you can't average like. 23 a night yeah uh, on some decent shooting when he's shooting like 47 percent this year yeah i think you i think that's reasonable expect for a whole season but will we see it i don't think so i don't think so either and then yeah. that's just based on his whole career is wiggins i, I hope i'm proven wrong though yeah of course i meant we're always gonna even though he Doesn't does play canada, for canada dirty all the time <laughs> literally does them yeah. dirty that's yeah. what he does yep we're still gonna end up rooting for him because we just want a guy from vaughn ontario to be successful of course um is wi- are the stories of Andrew Wiggins and Devin Booker similar in the sense that like a lot of people think that 
like Wiggins has, has scorn a bunch. He can score in bunches, right? Booker can do some of the same. Booker, <sighs> Booker's a little bit different because I guess he does more of the outside stuff. He can rebound. He can pass. He, not, not even that though. I think it's more so like Booker has shown that he can score of mm-hmm. like an effect at an effective rate. Wiggins, it was always like because he was. I think his max point total has been like eight. Like I think he averaged eighteen last year. Let's see. He hasn't been like a like a an elite scorer. Booker's always been an elite scorer. It's just always been yeah. No, is he actually, just doing he, it on a bad did, team. He had twenty three in 2016, 2017. Oh, okay. But that's that's still the thing. He's always been like dipping. He's never been really a, like, yeah. a guy where you're like, okay, this is like one of the top scorers in the NBA. You always knew Devin Booker was a top scorer. It was just was he doing it because he was on a bad team? Yeah, that's true too. Granted that, and with Wiggins, it was just the team's bad and he's still not putting up numbers. Right. So you what's the, pro- what's the problem there? At least it seemed like Booker at least had like the killer instinct to like get for go and get his shot. It didn't seem like Wiggins did at the start of his career. Something that's surprising to me, he's shot over forty five percent from in his career. Who Wiggins? Yeah, from the field. Yeah, which isn't like, like that's not terrible. That's not horrible. No, it's mostly been like his threes and things of that nature. Yeah, his threes have been atrocious. He, yeah, I I think this season is the best at thirty six. Yeah, so. and that's that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice a nice percentage to have. Um. From a guy who's doing really, really well to start the season to a guy who's doing really, really bad. I wouldn't even say bad. He's just underperforming. Well, for the for the paycheck that he's getting, That's it's fair. bad. Yeah. Chris stops Porzingis. Tingus Pingus. He's actually playing against the Knicks tonight in the reunion yeah. game. So Knicks versus Mavericks. That should be a good one mm-hmm. with Doncic and Porzingis. And then you have R.J. Um, Barrett. R.J. Barrett on the other side. And who'd they trade again? Dennis Smith. Dennis, Dennis Smith Jr. Jr. Um, Tim Hardaway. Yeah, Tim Hardaway. Like, a lot of... Let's be real. A this old, is a garbage national TV game, yeah. other than the fact that Porzingis is coming back to yeah. New York. Um, he said he'll be ready. Mm-hmm. He's, to be honest, underperformed drastically in mm-hmm. this in this uh, season against Boston a couple of nights ago, or, or actually, it was I think it was a week ago. He shot one of eleven. He Yikes. is of of players that have a usage rate of twenty five percent or over. Mm-hmm. He has the lowest field goal percentage and the lowest free throw percentage, which yeah. I, I, to me, that spells trouble not only for the Mavericks, but for just him and his career. He mm-hmm. went through a really, really bad injury. That injury might be affecting what's happening right now on the court. Now, it could be outside stuff, too. We know that like he, he gets into the extracurriculars a lot, and that We've has heard. been an issue. That mm-hmm. went away for some reason. Mm-hmm. Again, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. <laughs> I, I'm concerned. If I'm a Mavericks fan, I'm I'm ecstatic about Luka Doncic, mm-hmm. but now I'm concerned that you paired him with a guy who isn't necessarily you thought it was going to be a great fit, mm-hmm. but it's not a great fit. I want to preface this by he's had a lot of time off. Yes, he has. Uh, like more. I forgot the last time I've seen Kristaps like Porzingis play basketball. I think it was in 2017 or maybe early 2018. Right. So I want to preface it by he, it's probably it's been a while. He's still rusty. Yeah. I'm hoping. Because I want to see everyone do well in the NBA. Well, yeah. maybe not a couple people, but <laughs> mostly everyone do well in the NBA. But I also think some of it is he's never played with somebody like Luka Doncic, with especially in New York. Yeah, he's never had somebody who demands the ball or needs the not needs the ball, but like has the ball as much as Luka Doncic does. He at when I check when I last checked this, Doncic led the NBA with a hundred and three point one touches per game. Yeah, it's unreal. Since they've been tracking that stat, no one has finished the season with over hundred touches per game. Jesus. So Doncic is touching the ball and has the ball more than Chris Apps has ever seen. You know what's actually wild? He has the fourth most amount of uh post up possessions. Mm-hmm. Doncic. Yeah. 
Over Porzingis. Yeah. And and Porzingis is like one of the bottom 25 in the yeah. league. So it goes to show you he's a 7-2 guy who's not using his size it, it, compared to a 6-7 guy like Doncic who seems to be using it all all the time. So to compare with guys he's had in New York who had like with that led the okay. Knicks in touches Ooh, per like game this. Okay. for the last three seasons. I will list you the three names. Jarrett Jack. Wow. Derek Rose and Jose Calderon. That's all of them were just uh, all of them were Jared Jack and Calderon were under 70 and Rose was under 80 touches per game. Yeah. So he's never. Well, I mean, we've never seen someone have over 100 touches per game, yeah. but no, like Porzingis has never had to play with a guy like this. He's always been the main option on the team. This is Doncic's team. Yeah. It's not Porzingis's team. It never will be Porzingis's team. Yep. I think that was expected when it came in, but I think Porzingis thought it might be his team. He yeah. He like, might have a chance to yeah. lead this team. But Luka Doncic, this is his team. I don't think that's, yeah, yeah. So I think he's still trying kind of get used to Doncic. And I, mean, I think everyone thought, no, oh, maybe we're going to get a nice pick and roll with Doncic and Porzingis. Oh, that's another stat. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So Porzingis is, well, but Porzingis has never been a pick and roll player. Yeah. His pick and roll frequency this year is 17.4%. Last year, or his last season that he played, it was only 16.9. So it's gone up slightly. And just to put that in perspective, the, the 17.4, that's just below Jermichael Green yeah. right now. Um, yeah. And Doncic's the... pick-and-roll frequency is 39.6. So he's doing a lot of pick-and-roll, yeah, but not it's just him. not with Porzingis. It's with yeah. Maxi Kleber and Dwight Powell because mm-hmm. they're just better players in the pick-and-roll. So it's – I don't know. You, what... you could just – the thing is, like, basketball-wise, you could imagine that a pick-and-roll with Porzingis and Doncic could be scary. Mm-hmm. Like, if it works, that could be lethal because you just do pick-and-pop, pick-and-roll, and then you do different – uh, like double screens yeah. that can end up with an open, wide mm-hmm. open possession if Porzingis and Doncic work yeah. well. I think that goes to your point that he's just not used to playing with a player like Doncic. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know his tendencies. He doesn't know, um, you know, what Doncic likes to do. And I think that will come with time. So I think maybe we're being a little bit too harsh on him at and the th- beginning. And I think they're all, but I think they're also using him a little differently as well just based off what they've they've shown so far so and again the last season he played 17 18 yeah he got f- just over five touches in the elbow like in the from the elbow right this year only just over two wow okay so and that's not, a sweet spot exactly that's where it seems that seems to be where he likes to play and he shot he had three field he, had, he shot three uh three field goals per game from the elbow yeah. now it's just just over one wow. so they're clearly using him a lot differently he's not posting up as much as he used to he's uh, he has more catch and shoot attempts per game than he did in his last, in his most recent season. So he also might be the worst rebounding seven foot three <laughs> man in ever ever. Worse than Andrea Bargnani? Andrea was seven one. Oh, so, so I'll give it to oh, okay, him. Seven okay. foot three. I I don't think I've ever seen a bad rebounding seven foot three guy. No, there there has to be. They're using him a little. I I just think he's still trying to figure out his role there. Okay. I think that's mid. The has to be the main thing at this point because I think he's not used to. Not being the number one option like he was in New York and being the superstar. Also, Kleber and Powell have outperformed him. Yeah. I'm not saying that's an issue. I no. really like Maxi Kleber and I really yeah. like Dwight Powell, but I think it's an issue when you're Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. You're an issue when you're the Dallas Mavericks exactly. paying Kristaps Porzingis that large amount of money. Million. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, very tough. That's an area of concern. If very this continues so. through, let's say, the next 35 games, yeah. I know it's pretty hard to trade a guy like that because mm-hmm. of the contract you just signed him to and if he underperforms his value is is shot but do you see them maybe making a trade no not yet they're gonna stick it out oh yeah yeah. yeah. you invested too. too much time into chris ops to let this like 
just go away this quickly. Okay, now. And the girls will be training him at his lowest point. Yeah, exactly. Almost, uh, the, and it's a, it's a lower point. It's a lower point there. right now than the Knicks traded him at. Yeah, I agree. So, what well, would you be even be able to get for him? Nothing really. You'd get, you'd get a lot less than you got than you gave away. You might actually have to give away something. To, you might. Yeah. Uh, if, he, if he keeps playing like this, which I don't think he will. Speaking of trades, mm. we saw a rumor. It was reported, I believe, by Yahoo or ESPN. Those are two very different platforms. But regardless, it was reported by one of those. Um, that DeMar DeRozan was being eyed by the Orlando Magic. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. All right, John Hammond. Okay, but the 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 consensus is Orlando sucks on offense. They yes. can't get a bucket to, to— Let's add an inefficient mid-range player. Fantastic. That's exactly, that's what, exactly, they exactly what they need. That's exactly what Perfect. they want. I guess that's exactly Perfect. what they want. We're um, filled with guys that are bad offensively, so let's add another guy that's bad offensively. So, do you, if, okay— um, Makes no if the, if they he's get, a restrict he's a he's an unrestricted free agent yep. while player option but he's not going to opt into it he wants his money Orlando will gladly pay him right <laughs> and the Spurs probably don't want to pay him realistically no, let's be real the Spurs want to get a pay cut out of this yeah. um, if the Magic offer you anything anything of value anything okay let's see this let's say this okay right? give me a give me a name. <sighs> Jonathan Isaac. Something. Take it. Oh, oh my God, take it. <laughs> what? Yeah, like, oh my God, take okay, that in but, a second. So is that like, is that a steal for the Spurs? Yes. Man. Jonathan Isaac's played so well this year. He had almost had a five by five game How the other night. How the mighty night. have fallen. How the mighty have fallen. Well, I've never been a big DeMar guy. I, neither like, am I. Like, I, yeah. just, I just like that he was like an, an icon in the city. Right. Because he liked being here. I know. But I that's know. about it. He was never a great basketball player. No, he was in inefficient. In the modern NBA, at least. He was inefficient. Can't shoot a three-pointer to save his life. He was like Kobe if Kobe was even worse efficiency. I think he molded himself too much to be like yeah. Kobe. Yeah. Like, he had the one nice season yeah. where he shot more threes, then he got traded to the Spurs and just stopped taking them. Yeah, oh, well, they. I think that was partly Popovich, too. They're partly like, him yeah, as well. You're not allowed to take them. And also, anymore. he just didn't want to. He's yeah. probably just like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm okay. Um, DeMar. Oh, God. Where would you trade him? Other than Orlando, because it seems like the Spurs are looking for it, too. Yeah. Because they don't want to pay him. They yeah. don't want to pay him at all, and why let him walk when you can just trade him to someone and get some value? I feel like the Knicks would be would want him. I what don't about know. Golden State? <laughs> Why? I don't know. They're not gonna pay him. Knicks, I could see because that's such a Knicks thing. Yeah, to do. the like, I don't know the, the Knicks, utter... the Hornets. I can see Michael Jordan being like, "I want this guy." Yeah, plays I like I used it. to. Michael Jordan with the oh, Demar Derozan. I feel bad for him. Okay, who else? Who else do you think would be able to get it? The the gri- the Grizzlies. I'm just Grizzlies. thinking of bad teams. Just bad teams. So you think if he gets traded, he gets traded to a bad team? Probably. Bad team trying to make the playoffs. That's the Orlando Magic right there. There it is. There you go. That's perfect. I think it'll happen. Oh, God. I think at some point they'll do it. I don't want to see I it. don't think it'll be Jonathan Isaac. He'll look, good. He'll look good in the jersey. He can chill with Terrence Ross. That's true. Yeah, a little reunion in, uh, in Orlando. Um, all right. Well, listen, that was a very quick episode <laughs> of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. We have a lot of stuff no, coming. No, check. And on the way. No, he check. Right? Uh, we'll, we'll do he check next week. I just wanted to shout out whoever gave Dion Waiters the gummy. That's all. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that for a quick second. Okay. okay, who do you think it is? I I think I said this to you. The dark horse is Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk. Yes. What do you think he brought some bud from Vancouver? Yes. <laughs> he looks like a high school drug dealer. That's true. He does. He does. It definitely, it could definitely be him. I'm gonna say James Johnson. That's an, that's an easy one. He's yeah. just looking to get cut from the Heat. <laughs> like he, I think he's no, but he doesn't want to get snitched on. Yeah, that's true. He's actively because Dion didn't. Though. Yeah, Dion didn't snitch. Right? No. 
What if it was a coaching staff? I said this earlier. I'm like, what if, what if they were just so tired of Dion's <laughs> shit? Take that, it. Yeah, please take this. Yeah. Oh hey, God. do you want some uh, fruit cups? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's both our heat checks. I yeah. love me some Dion. I love me some Dion rumors. I was still, I'm still on Waiters Island. <laughs> Bring him to the Bucks. Why not? They'll change him. Yeah. No. Send him to the Raptors. They'll turn him around. No, please. Actually, yeah, we'll just throw him on the 905. <laughs> <laughs> Disrespectful. So disre- Hey. Shout out to Dragon Bender played some games with the uh, Wisconsin Herd in the G League. You there finally you got go. some finally got some play in time. Wait, you guys are called the Wisconsin Herd? Yes. I That's did not a cool know name. that. I did not know that. I like it though. Yeah. I don't mind. Raptors it. 905 and Wisconsin Herd, those are two solid names. 905 is such a different name than pretty much any team. Because there's no city there. Yeah. There's no city name. Yeah. There's it's no just... like it's, it, and it's not even like 905ers. You know no. how they do the ers yeah. at the end? No, it's just Raptors 905. Yeah. You don't know what to call them ever. Yeah. You just say the 905. The 905, yeah. yeah. Or the G League team that the Raptors own. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's about all you can call them. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as always, follow us at the Shoot Your Shot Pod. We do have a couple of cool things coming. We're going to start doing, hopefully, a second podcast in the week, mm-hmm. a weekend podcast. We noticed that uh, Sunday there isn't a lot of stuff going on, so maybe we'll reserve that for a lot of the more different and interesting topics we want to talk about, like maybe a Luka Doncic versus Trey Young debate. Ooh. We, uh, we're, we're looking forward to that. But anyways, as always, like, comment, subscribe, follow us on, uh, on the Shoot Your Shot pod, and we'll, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one. Bye.